Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Well, Jessica, it is my birthday week, so you better bow down to the birthday queen. <laughs> um, as you're listening to this, it's already been my birthday. It's yeah, dead and, and if gone. if you didn't wish Sarah a happy birthday, you're dead to her. You're dead to me. I'll remember it forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's nothing more than I like than a uh, making a big fucking deal about my birthday. I mean, I, I'm the same way. So. Yeah, yeah, which I love about us. I mean, those people out there that don't like to talk about their birthday, don't like to share that it's their birthday, don't like celebrating their birthday. That's that's not for us. We are birthday queens. No. No, I want um, a day that's all about me. And all like, about that's me. what my birthday yeah. is. Yeah. Now, I'm expecting tomorrow to be extremely mediocre. So I'm not <laughs> expecting any fun at all, actually. Yeah. Like, I think the most that we're going to do, like, Drew asked me, like, what I wanted. I said that I really wanted sushi. So now I have it in my mind that I want sushi tomorrow. So that's going to be my big birthday dinner. There, there should be some presents. There might be a uh, sweet treat on the horizon so um what is that a cake yeah like i said i wanted a cake he's like oh i can get you pastries i'm like no buns because i want cake because what kind of cake do you want i am well i'm a fan of vanilla vanilla okay i just want a basic bee cake but i like i do like having like fruit in the middle i don't know what we're gonna get um, he is hopefully going to bring me home something that I will enjoy. And if he gets me something that I don't like, then I will riot. <laughs> that sounds completely reasonable. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if he brings home the chocolate pudding ring, I will throw this entire uh, house on fire. What the fuck is a chocolate fire? pudding ring? What the fuck is that? It's like a ring, a chocolate cake ring that has like pudding ish so it's kind of moist and it has like crumblies on top but what i don't know fuck i don't want a ring for my birthday get me a birthday cake i've literally never heard of whatever that is and it sounds gross it sounds like flan <laughs> no it's not flan no it's one just, likes flan it's just a cake it's just a cake in a ring shape but i don't want it i want a birthday cake 
now, but I don't want to be a birthday diva anymore. So I am going to ask you, how are mm-hmm. you on the eve of my birthday? <laughs> oh, my handling it being the day before your birthday. Well, your present arrived, so I'm stress free. Oh, yeah. So that is lovely. And yes. The card, did the card arrive too? The, I think card, the card has arrived. arrived. Yeah. Wonderful. Love mm-hmm. it. Um, so that makes me very happy. I was very nervous because I feel like ever since Christmas, the mailing situation has not been ideal. I think maybe with COVID, like these just postal workers are just overworked. Yes, and of so course. I was nervous stuff wouldn't arrive on time. But um, yes. no, I am good. Um, typical Monday, honestly. Monday fucking shenanigans as always. But... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. It's a March. We're here during March. Mary Kate and Ashley March, which is a lovely month to be celebrating. Um, on the eve of the day of your birth. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm good. Oh, update on television watching. Yes, please. Dying to know. I am halfway through the season, the third season of Dark. So I'm almost to the end. I'm trying to figure out what I want to watch next. And I think I might watch Kim's Convenience because I've heard good things. It's like a it's a sitcom and I've heard good things. I, I've never heard of that in my life. It's a Canadian sitcom. Oh, so, OK. Um, But also, Will and I started the show Ozark. Don't send me spoilers. I've never I don't know anything about it mm-hmm. beyond I've heard good things. And I love Jason Bateman. And we yeah. watched like three or four episodes already. We're really enjoying it. Yeah. Well, too bad because... Jason Bateman um, gets three puppies in the second episode, and then he like takes a trip to Hawaii. So I'm sorry I spoiled it. I thought you were going to tell me that Jason Bateman was canceled for a second, and I was going to be heartbroken. No, 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 no. no. I've never, no, I've never seen Ozark, but I wanted to give you fake spoilers. I, I've already seen episode two, so I knew he didn't get puppies. But oh, that would have been a, great. I yeah, don't that's even unfortunate. Care Where's his puppies? That. Yeah, Jason Bateman puppies. can have puppies too. You know. Yeah. Um, but yes. Anyway, are you indulging in a 90s nightcap uh, tonight? No, no, I'm not. I'm just sticking with the H2O. I got to tell you, as a person that is on the eve of their second uh, anniversary of their 30th uh, birthday, um, I we had like I had some like red wine yesterday while we were recording our bracket um, for Mary Kate and Ashley. March and I was knocked out for like the rest of the day I don't know if it was like very taxing on me or if the red wine is fighting back at my old age but (laughs) I've decided to just stick with some H2O today Mm -hmm. um Poland Spring representing again sponsor us Poland Spring sponsor us um please I bought three (laughs) cases of Poland Spring water yesterday (laughs) so um I'm still repping, repping yeah. hard. How about you? Yeah, I am. I'm indulging in a barefoot bubbly champagne. I yum, did yum, not yum. drink yesterday, but I do agree. Like after the we recorded that bracket, I was like dead to the world. I was exhausted. Yeah. We like, haven't. I don't we know didn't what hear from each. Normally, like we like check in and we're like, yeah, like I think mm-hmm. that went great. Like gotta get together. You and I like didn't speak until. <laughs> Until like this morning. Oh, it was later, right? I I mean, like I did, we did, I did say hi or something, but no, we really didn't speak yesterday. Yeah, and we talk a lot, so that was really rare. Yeah, we were both just sonked. But um, (laughs) but yeah, so that's what I'm drinking today. 
um i've earned it on a monday you know sometimes a monday is just gonna monday yeah um, absolutely but the reason we are here besides talking about sarah's birthday is we are talking boy meets world season two episode four me and mr jode which like i yeah. didn't look this up but is jode a character from grapes of wrath yes okay that's what i thought i was i, I meant to look that up and i didn't so i'm yes. glad you did unless you just knew it um, yeah, Mr. Uh, the Jodes are within the Grapes of Wrath. That is mm. so. I tried reading Grapes of Wrath once and it was very boring and I stopped. I I mean, I think that it was likely a reading assignment at one point in school. It seems as though they had the same curriculum um, mm. as I did. So up next will be Of Mice and Men, which I <laughs> hate that book. Oh, but I love whatever. that book. It's so good. No. No, whenever there's animals involved, you know, you know, I have a soft spot. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want any animals in my books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the tough part. But, um, but yeah, so we start off the episode, um, Corey's reading Grapes of Wrath and Amy's like super impressed up until she discovers he's reading it backwards because he's a moron. Yeah, like he was on the last few pages. Amy was really floored, um, Mm -hmm. but it didn't last long because, yeah, he was reading the last pages. He was going like backwards. I don't understand how that's ever going to work. Like, you're not going to grasp the stories. No, I guess the only thing is if you read the last 20 pages of a book and you're spoiled as to what's going to happen, then maybe you can pick up on certain clues mm. or contact mm-hmm. context clues throughout the beginning of the book. If you are actually going to read the beginning of the book book, because then you can be like, Oh, like this person is seeming suspicious or this right. person has a motive that isn't obvious to you unless you read the end of the book. But yeah. ultimately, what do you think? Is this a better idea than Corey's first idea, his great plan of taking all 30 showers in the first day of the month? I mean, that is so gross because like he says like, oh, I was too clean in February. And it's like, OK, but we didn't talk about like by the 20th day of you not showering. <laughs> Like how rank you must be. And these are teenagers. Like they're hormonal. They're stinky. Yes. That's disgusting. I think that you would probably get a rash if you took a 20, uh, 29 shower, 28 showers in a day. Yeah. And you run out of hot water 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're raking up poor Alan's water bill. Like he is trying to save money where he can. And you're really raking up the water bill. And it's wasteful. California has no water. It's well, they're very in Philadelphia. Rude. So I, yeah, okay. Well, I don't know about them in Philadelphia, but, but regardless, it's water. a stupid idea. Corey has a very lot of bad. dumb ideas. Um, and this is when Eric comes running down the stairs, and this is a continuation from the last episode because yes. he's running to try to leave to run an errand for Desiree, his yeah. girlfriend, who we Des- met last episode. Yeah, Miss Desiree, Desiree has um. Given Eric a hot pink beeper, which I stand. Of course. Um, and uh, yeah, basically he's at, you know, Desiree's beck and call. So we have to do, he has to do everything that she asks. So this is, you know, whatever chores it may be. So um, I don't quite remember what he had to do at this. It was this. Sham- she needed shampoo. And she then she beeped him again and she needed conditioner. Ah. And Amy was just like, which honestly, 
that's kind of a big fucking deal. Like, if you run out of shampoo and conditioner, like, no offense. Like, that's kind of, you do need it, but not, you don't it need It is to, like, an emergency because you can't use your significant other's shampoo and conditioner. Because, Never. you know what? There's some people <clears throat> that uses a three-in-one, and that is horrifying. Truly, truly horrifying. Like, I remember, I don't know who I was even talking to once, and like, oh, why do I need conditioner? And I was like, if I did not use conditioner in my hair, I don't even no. want to know what it would look like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Horrifying. You need but conditioner. Yes. I need conditioner. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Amy important. is like not having it she's like holding him back like you need to stop and she like is like this is not right you're crazy and he like does like the juke out and he escapes out of the out of the house to go help Desiree (laughs) I know um I just think that it's just I I really liked Amy in um this episode defending her son trying to put pull the reins in saying like you know, it's just not right what Desiree is doing. Don't mm-hmm. let her control you. Um, so ultimately, um, you know, I think that Amy just feels like her sons are like lost. Like Corey's like quoting a book that he didn't even read. Like Eric <laughs> is like done with Desiree. It's just like it's a mess. So um, yeah, she doesn't even recognize them anymore. No, but at least she's trying to parent. So we're we're doing a step a step better than the end of season one. She's not over parenting yes. anymore. No, and I think that this this version of Amy is like the funniest that we've seen because yeah. this she reminds me a lot of like my parents in this episode of like, you know, obviously you love your kids and you're gonna support them and everything, but like poking fun at them when they're being ridiculous, I think is like a little bit important as well. And yeah. she does it a lot this episode. Yeah, um, it's a lot of fun. Yes, but we we're now in Mr. Turner's class. Um, Corey surprisingly answers a question about the grapes of wrath, and everyone mm-hmm. is like, "What is going on?" Sean is like, "You're a disgrace to the back row." <laughs> I loved that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, the back row is very sacred. That is yes. where you bring your well in college. I would bring my laptop and play The Sims. The back of row course. is sacred. Yes, and Sean is disappointed in Corey and. Um, the whole point of the book is like powerful people will exploit the powerless. And that's kind of like the moral of this whole episode as well. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody keeps asking questions about the test. When is the test? What's going to be on the test? Is this going to be on the test? And Mr. Turner just gets like very frustrated and is like, just forget about the stupid test. I don't care about it. As long as you read the book and you come here to discuss it, there won't be a test. Yeah. As and long as you're an active participa- uh, right. participant in the discussion. Yeah, you'll do good. Right. And I think that this is like a valid strategy for teaching. Like as long as you can somehow grade them like on participation or whether Mm -hmm. or not they know the material, then who cares about the test? I think Um, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. And I I wish like I feel like not a lot of um, high schools had this type of approach. But I think once you get to college, a lot of them are more in that mindset. If it's a smaller class size, at least that like. You can show that you know the material in other ways beyond testing, especially because some people just really aren't good at standardized testing. So it's exactly. Not, exactly. Not necessarily a good um good way to judge if no. someone understands material. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's one thing to because tests, it's very easy to memorize facts yep. and then forget it as soon as your test is over. But if you have an active discussion where you show that you understand the concept of the book and the historical context, um, as you know, 
mm-hmm. as Sean asked what page the historical context <laughs> was on. But as long as you understand like what the book's about and why it's important, then yeah, then you show that you understand the material. And ultimately, right. that's why you're reading books. It's not to, you know, it's not to jack up your Goodreads list. It's right. to, you know, have an understanding, learn different perspectives that you wouldn't know before. Um, yeah. And I think, too, that, like, for me, tests in an English class are also kind of strange. Like, you usually see essays or, like, short answers because it's yeah. more about, like, understanding the entire concept than it is, like, it's not like a math test. You know what I mean? Yes. It's very different. So, but one person who does not agree with this method is Judgy Feeney, judging away again. Yeah. Um. So, you know, somehow it got around real, real quick that Turner is a gossip queen. That's how it got around. And then people are perpetuating it by (gasps) gossiping to him. You know who he is? Who is he? He is. Did you watch Game of Thrones? No. Well, people, listeners have have watched Game of Thrones. Anyway, the there's a character named, um, gosh, Varit. No, what is his name? He's anyway. He's like a bald guy, and he like he has like kids who he calls his spiders, and like or no, he's called the spider, and he has what he calls his little birds, and they like run around and they like bring him back information. Like everybody's always listening, and they bring him the information. Oh, and I feel like that's who Feeny yeah, is. Yeah, like, I can birds. see that. Do you think I should watch that show? No. No. No? No, okay. because it ended horribly. Don't waste your time. You have All so many right. other shows on your list that you need to watch. I do have a physical list. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, And Game of Thrones is not on it. I just don't want to miss out on a big aspect of you, life. No. It's... It's like done with like if, if you were going to watch it, I would have said watch it like a few years ago. But like yeah. at this point, like it's done and over with and people don't even want to talk about it because that's how poorly it ended. I haven't seen I haven't seen Game of Thrones, Lost, Breaking Bad or Dexter. I would say start with Breaking Bad. If I was telling mm. you which of those things to watch and I love Lost. Don't get me wrong. People don't hate at me. I love Lost, but it's very controversial in terms of like plot lines and things that it does and a lot of people weren't happy with it and I would mm-hmm. say Breaking Bad pound for pound is one of the best television shows that has ever been made of all time huh because almost every single episode is good is Breaking Bad the one where each character has a color assigned to them yes and I and let me tell you there's a girl who wears purple and literally everything she owns is purple and I'm obsessed with her all right I mean that can get me interested mm-hmm. I need the visual you know yeah and you'll see like there's people who've done like color maps and they've shown like as characters grow and change, so do their clothing colors. They choose mm. different like clothing options. So you know what I mean? Like someone who's like going dark or going bad is wearing more like black. Oh, you, you know? know what show also did that? Um, well, Shit's Creek. So, no you know, kidding. in the first episode or the first half of the season, every all like the main four, the family mm-hmm. are all black and white yes and david especially david especially and moira so the point is yes. is that it takes david initially and moira a harder time to adjust to Shit's creek and that lifestyle so they stay in those clothes in the black and white clothes mm-hmm. while um david rose and alexis are in the beginning at least are more open to a different lifestyle so their fashion is starting to expand i need to rewatch i love Shit's creek i need to rewatch it yeah yeah so um the fashion in that is incredible um and it's actually 
Um, all designer pieces, the majority is actually designer pieces. Oh, I pieces knew that. that the they, crown, the zip tie crown. Do you yeah. remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, legendary, legendary. Yeah, yeah that they you would like, have a fun time talking fashion I, on would, that show. Yeah, um, it is yeah. Wild. The, the, I mean, but you, but you and Josh have shit building. Oh yes, shit building eventually. Yeah, Jessica <laughs> is like, shit. yeah, Jessica is um, truly like. <laughs> Made the 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 claim to all podcasts named shit something. I just that's exactly you're Anything the shit with girl. The word shit in it. I am. I'm just definitely the shit girl. So the please shit call girl. me the shit girl from now on. Well, it's like our listeners are shitheads, right? So oh yeah, I forgot. It. I don't know if you guys know that, but behind the JD scenes, you're you're the shitheads. Yeah, JD. Shitheads. Thank you. Thank you very um, much. But Turning, anyway, back moving to- forward. Back to uh, Boy Meets World. Feeney is God. judgy AF. And he is like, of course, let me tell you. So they're at lunch, right? And Feeney's just like drinking a coffee. That's all he's doing. Drinking coffee at lunch. What a baller move. Yeah. Like, I don't Black need coffee I don't need at sustenance. lunch. Yeah. Black coffee. Yeah. So um, basically, Feeney's like, you know what? Um, we got to do tests. Sorry about it. Turner's like, if my kids know my stuff, then why do I have to take a test or have them take a test to prove it? And um, base and then Feeny lies about having a dog. How rude! I know, and I think it was so funny to me because I'm just like the minute he said that, I was like, he's definitely lying, right? And then Turner yeah. calls him out, and I was like, oh yeah, he doesn't but have a dog. Feeny should get a pet because he, he is a he's a cat guy. He oh yeah, he's definitely a cat guy. Oh, yesterday I saw somebody <laughs> ha- get a Sphinx cat, and for like Are they the naked ones. Yeah, for okay. f- legit five minutes, I was like full in. I was like, these are kind of cute. Like, I want one. Like, I was like really feeling the Sphinx cat. No, no, they're really they're My actually pretty qualifiers cute. for animals is that they have to be fuzzy. Like, if yeah. it's not fuzzy, I don't want it. So that mm-hmm. includes like I don't want snakes. I don't want lizards. I don't want anything that's not fuzzy. Even like dogs, like I really prefer and I love all dogs. Don't get me wrong. If you have a dog, I will pet it 100% going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I prefer a long haired dog to a short haired dog. Too. Not I do just agree because, with that. Yeah. Yeah. Not just because of like the, the fluff and the pet and the softness, but also like when they shed it's deceiving you'd think a short haired dog would be easier to manage but no their hair like burrows into your clothes and you can't get it out that's true and the long haired dog it's just like tumbleweeds but yeah so Feeney needs a cat because he needs to be preoccupied with something other than micromanaging <laughs> yeah. Mr. Turner which he's doing and here's the thing it pisses me off because then Feeney's like well if you think that they don't need the test then you're gonna have to find a way to tell if they actually know the material and the only way to do that is guess what Surprise test. Yeah. So this is the plan that Feeney comes up with. Um, If you want me to, you know, consider your methods, then consider mine. Take a test. See if they really like go into the day thinking they don't have a test and give them the test anyway, which I do. I mean, we'll get into it, but I do think it's unfair. It would piss me off. I don't like it. 100%. We'll definitely get into that part because yeah. Yeah, that was something I had in mind, too. Yeah. Um, but we're back at the Matthews residence. Jason comes in hitting on Amy again. Like, stop Ew. doing that. Go away. Stop. Yeah, no. seriously. Um, but Eric is bailing on basketball. He's supposed to play basketball with Jason and he's bailing on him to help Desiree out. His pager's just like constantly going off. Yes. And apparently Desiree is waiting outside, waiting for a glass of water. 
Yes. And um, Amy's like, you're not getting any water. And she sprays him <laughs> right on the crotch the, with water. Yeah, and I, I loved this for Amy. OK, but I will say that this time, I mean, it's almost Desiree's birthday. And like the reason why they're leaving that day is to go to the mall so that she can show him what she wants for her birthday. As yeah. a person that's going to have a birthday very soon, I feel like this is important. Um, no. Um, so just kidding. I just no. I do think it's just like I told. I actually don't disagree with that. But when it's like every day, it's something. Every else, day, something. It's the like beepers constantly beeping, and she can yes. come in. She has two legs. She yeah. can get her own glass of water if she really yep. wants. Yes. Yeah, so um, she comes in. And <laughs> Eric has like a towel, and she's like, "Why do you have a dish towel in your trousers?" <laughs> <laughs> but before that, she asks Jason, "Are you over here for a little yard work?" Oh my god! And she calls him. Which doesn't she call him an elf? Elfin, right? Elfin. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Eric says that lightning hit his zipper, and his mom had to throw water on it. Right. Um. Oh, that is my favorite line. My favorite line when he's like, oh, we're going to play basketball. And Jason and she says to Jason, you play basketball. Aren't you a little petite? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't know why that cracks me up so much. I mean, I got to say, like, she's a bad bitch, but she is a great character. And and. You know, she might be the dragon lady, but I love that for her. But this, like, she's so memorable that, like, she's probably only yes. in these two episodes. I and think I, she is. And I distinctly remember her. I do, I didn't too. Only, yeah, I only, I didn't even, re- oh, excuse me. It's not that I just remembered her as a character, but I specifically remembered the lines of, like, the pudding and aren't yes. you a little petite? Yes. Like, when you remember things like that, that's an iconic character. So, exactly. And I love the tension between her and Jason. I think it's very funny. Yeah. Yeah, because it's becoming more and more obvious that Eric has less and less time for Jason and his friends, and um, he's prioritizing and losing a bit of himself in Desiree. Yeah. Yeah, and this is like, he's just, he's too obsessed with her at this point. He'll do anything for her. Um, Yeah. So. Okay, so, hmm. I want to know, like, do you think that, this girl was she seems innocent she seems like just a little georgia peach but like what do you think is the leverage here i feel like this girl told eric that she would do x y and z with him Mm. and that's the carrot that's being held over her head at first i thought maybe this is Um. something that like she's actually they're already involved in but then at the end with this kiss I realized that I think she's like I will do this with you see if you're a good boyfriend I don't think she said anything I think he assumes Mm. that he'll get xyz I think she's too smart for that I think she just lets him like I think she just is a tease a lot of the time right not saying and I don't mean teases in like a I don't want to come off like I'm like, why don't you just put out already? That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying that, like, I think she's very good at manipulating men to get what she wants. Yeah, I Um, think so, too. I think that she's more menacing than what you would assume. That's why I'm saying, like, maybe maybe she, like, really was like, you know what? I'll give you a blowjob if you go get my shampoo. (laughs) And he's like, crap, I've never done that before. Would you be able to put all of that on a pager? (laughs) <laughs> or a I, or I would assume so. BJ, 
for shampoo. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just B J the le- uh, the number four shampoo. <laughs> it works, and then it's and then it's H uh, J for conditioner. <laughs> So I I think so. Like, I think that is why Eric is such like a sloppy dog with him. Yeah. And that's the thing is I'm trying to think. He says at the end they've been going out for two months. No, for a month, a whole month. A month. And what do I get out of this? Which like, I mean, good question in terms of like emotionally and stuff like that but it also can kind of come off as like you're not even putting out even though I don't that's, think that's how I meant. felt that's why that's, that, that's why I think up until that line I thought that they were already involved in something and that mm-hmm. line made me think that she is like we're gonna do this Holding but out. first yeah. you have to you know go take my dog on uh, my cat to get neutered and yeah like you're we're gonna have to you know do this. Um, She's but- definitely pulled this con. Like, I wonder oh, if this is the reason they were driven times. out of Georgia. Oh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, but we're um we're back in Mr. Turner's class the next day. And Turner hands out a test. And he says, we have mm-hmm. to prove to the boss that we can learn this book without taking a test. Sean and Corey are upset. Um, mm-hmm. Corey's like, you said that we weren't going to have a test. And uh, Sean is like, I even read the book. And everybody's like, oh. <gasps> um Corey decides that he's not taking the test and he hands it in and everybody follows suit yes um I think like so I guess we can stop down and kind of talk about this I'm I agree with you like if I'm the student this is very unfair and I think all you if you're Mr. Turner all you need to say is we're gonna take a test to assess if you know the material but it won't count against your grades like this oh, is not gonna be counted oh yeah that right? would be, like, that's that all would be good yeah so yeah the kids obviously feel betrayed they you know were told directly you won't have a test tomorrow and then as soon as they get into class they get this test mm-hmm. he tries to say it's like a survey but we all know we all know no survey says survey test say- test <laughs> um so i think that it's just a little bit messed up and i especially think like somebody that i mean it's a good point because it's basically i was gonna say somebody that is like topanga would have studied really really hard for a test would she have studied right less if she didn't think that she had a test tomorrow but just a discussion but then again it's like Okay, but you're supposed to know the material. If you know the material, then you would have faced the test. It's like there's a difference between knowing the material and studying for a test, right? Right. Like if I know I'm just coming in for a discussion on the book, I'm not like learning it cover to cover and taking notes and stuff. Like I'm just I'm maybe taking a lot less notes for just a discussion. So I think you're not just you're penalizing everybody. And like even the people who normally would study for the test. And I just think like there are other ways like we see at the end of the episode, there are other ways to test students on the material than just giving them a test. You can ask them discussion questions. But we we don't have time to have a personalized like hangout sesh with each of our students. Yeah. So Feeney comes in. And he's like, are you, uh, he pulls Mr. Turner aside and he's like, are you out of your mind, man? And he calls him Earring Boy. Earring Boy. Which was like, Feeney, you don't need to be like so rude to Mr. Turner. Condescending. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. And then he's like gloating. He is. And my favorite is when he says, take the test or die. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. So, you know, you know, Feeney's like threatening them a little like he's showing them who's boss. My mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> so Corey just like gets up and fights it. He wants to organize the first student union. Um, yes. They start singing. I think he does that- a good job. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He really gets everybody into it and start and chanting. You know what? Because we had hmm. this discussion last week, right, of, like, what sign Corey is. And, like, this episode really turned me around in him being a Leo. I'm like, convinced. A yes. Leo is the one who goes to the front of the class and is like, is this fair? No. Have we been tricked? Yes. Take the test or die? Die. Then we <laughs> die together. Like, that exactly. is a Leo. That is some exactly. Leo shit. Yeah, and he's, like, singing, he's, like, making scenes, he's, like, standing on tables, like, full Leo energy. Very Um, Leo energy. I think that all the singing, if I'm correct, is a Newsies reference, which is, do you know what the Newsies are? I've heard of it. So it's um, a Broadway show, but also, I think it was, like, um, it's also a, a movie, both okay. the Broadway show and the movie is on Disney Plus, and they're like paper boys that want to unionize essentially in okay. New York, and like they sing and dance and like sing about making unions. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. confident that it's a Newsies reference. Okay. Um. So they the whole class leaves the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um. Turner like mockingly says that he can learn a lot from Feeney, mm-hmm. and, and then he's like. If I if, if I were them, I would have done what they and I had done what or I did to them what I did to them or whatever. I okay. did the same thing. I got it. I got it. Was, yeah. If I, <laughs> you want to keep it's going? It's so confusing. Do I no, keep going? No, you try, please. Because if I had done to me what I did to them, then I'd have done the same thing to me that they did. Yeah. Which it is ma- true. It's true. It makes sense when you think about it, but that is a sentence. It is. It's like I said those words, and I. It's like my soul left my body. I have no clue what I just said. <laughs> and um, it makes. It does make total sense. It does because like, I. If I had done to me what I did to them, then I'd have done the same thing to me that they did. They did. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> and that's did. the thing. It's like and. Like, Feeny, this whole episode, I love this episode. I think it's very funny, and I really enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the overall moral of the story, whatever, is very flawed. Like, I, I think that it doesn't really send the right message, right? Like, Corey and Sean are using the Grapes of Wrath and in in the moral of this that story to kind of say, like, we're going to unionize, like, the people of the book unionized and rebel against, like, the man, right? right. The boss, yeah. Feeny. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're in the cafeteria and they're like talking about macaroni. We want steak. And what do we want it with? Lobster. Yes. And like all this crazy talk. Surf and um, turf for lunch is very heavy. <laughs> um, Yeah. Especially I don't want cafeteria steak and lobster. No, no, thank you. no, no, no. Um, But Mr. Turner just wants them to like let them burn out, like let them cool off. And of course, Feeney is like. I'm going to flex. I need to like whip my dick out and show him who's boss. And I have a fucking megaphone. (laughs) When you bring out the megaphone, you know you're doomed. Seriously. And he's like, we're going to cancel. And this is what really grinds my gears. This is just one class. I know. And he's like, we're going to cancel the entire seventh grade dance. First of all, what did those other seventh graders do? I know there's probably like 200 seventh graders. And this is a class of 15. Yeah. And they're all uh, the entire football season is canceled. And that no affects the entire school. Yeah. 
no cheerleaders and Sean freaks out. Yeah. He's he's like, my girls, my girls. Yeah. He sacrificed Corey instead. His voice cracks, which I loved. Um, And Feeney's like, OK, you have one minute of amnesty window of amnesty and you have five seconds like 50, starting 55 seconds ago yeah and Corey's like oh well they can't punish the class if there isn't one and him and sean leave but everybody else stays yeah everyone else is like it's not worth it like we are not unionizing let's go mm-hmm. back to class sean and Corey are still you know with their pit like picket picket picketing picketing striking striking i don't think they're picketing because they would have had to have signs well, I imagine them like going to the art class and like making signs <laughs> and like running outside with their little yeah. like. Um, but yeah, so Feeney says like th- he's going to call their moms. Mm-hmm. So typical. I just think this is so like, do you think I just feel like that Feeney is very insecure about being the new principal. And so he I do really wants so. to like flex his muscles and be like. We're going to come down extra hard on like, honestly, is it a coincidence that it's Sean and Corey's class? No, like Feeney Mm-mm. is just making God on his promise to be on freaking Their Sean, asses. like fly on yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. is just up their dicks constantly. And it's just annoying to me. Like, I love Feeney as a character. Trust me. I think he's great. But I just think like sometimes it's a bridge too far. <laughs> yeah. And this is an example of that. I think that Feeney is an established educator of 35 years and he should have more faith in his methods that got him to where he is today. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back so at we're home. back to. No, we're not there yet. Just Are kidding. We? We're not. Back yeah, at no, home. we're not there yet because Eric asks Jason how the game went and they lost. Desiree arrives um, and she wants to go to the new mall across from the old mall on Thursday. Yes. Um, and that's when the game is, of course. And Eric finally grows a pair and is like, you know what, Jason, I'll see you at the game on Thursday. Um, and Eric says he's been a slave. What was I ever going to get? And Desiree gives him like this huge kiss and there's like Mm -hmm. this music in the background and it's this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Um, some phantom woos from the audience. Yes. And I love her line of goodbye forever. Like I need to start using that. Goodbye forever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't sound as cool when I say it, but yeah. What's better? My grand's accent impression or my Desiree impression? Um, absolutely. You're. Desiree accent I'm really moved by it yeah I'm practicing I'm getting good practice I'm pretty jealous actually I'm not as you know I'm not very good at accents there's a thing in your brain they say that like there's like a part of your brain that if I don't know like there's a certain part of your brain that controls whether you're good at like accents yeah and some people just have it and some people don't I wish I had it it's so much fun I have my friend who has like an unbelievable Australian accent and mm-hmm. it just like floors me mm-hmm. floors me every time but no I just have one voice can't really control it um <laughs> even if I do then it's still it does not sound right so no. whatever it is what it I is I mean it'd be nice to have like a like I mean we're both from the northeast right like we both yeah. don't have like the best accents that anybody has ever heard like no um, one's ever like I wish I had an upstate mm, New York accent like nobody mm, says that somebody in the last month did compliment my accent so I'm holding that to my grave okay 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. that's pretty rare. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It is. Um, it is pretty but, rare. But yeah, huge kiss, a big whopping kiss. Jason yes. calls Eric an idiot. And I love this because Jason could have been like, oh, man, you're the best. We're the best of friends. Instead, he's just like, you're a moron. Like, you're yeah. stupid. Yeah. So Corey's home now. He's like mm-hmm. watching the news. He's like convinced that like his stupid little two person walkout is going to be on the news as if like not happening. Um, Amy and Alan come in to the room, the living room. Sean's there, too, by the way. And, you know, they just got off the phone with Feeney. Big shocker. And it's like, you know, it's like a typical like, what were you thinking? Like, why yeah. are you doing this? Amy hits Sean. So another hit. I, Amy, stop hitting. Stop yeah. smacking. It's enough. Stop it. I'm over it, Amy. And I really stop liked hitting. her this episode up until that point. You know, Sh- Sean's not your kid to hit. Number one. Yeah. And also I, you shouldn't I, be hitting kids anyway. <laughs> no, like you should not be hitting yeah. your husband, your kids. Like, stop hitting. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. Why is it like season two is like we're going to hit everybody now? I don't know. We need to have know. a hit count. Uh, so I mean, we're at every episode, there's a yeah. little bit of a smack. I don't like right. it. Well, we're on episode four, so we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. Um, <gasps> Mr. Turner arrives. Yeah, Mr. Turner. Yeah, Mr. Turner arrives. She's like, "What do you need a helmet for?" And he's like, "I fall off the desk." (laughs) (laughs) He's hot and funny. Except his outfits this episode. Like, we're he's not in fashion hour. Spoiler alert. Yeah, but like, I okay. I love the like button down with tie with jeans. Like, I love that cash look. Yeah, but like the shirt shirt pattern was awful. I know. Truly hideous. Yeah, he got that shit at Goodwill. I did. That is like $3, right? A bargain bin. Um, yeah. But I love the brown jacket on him. The leather yeah. jacket. Ooh. Mm, yum. Anyway. Uh, yeah, he arrives and he's like, he's basically like, I felt like, and I love this for him. Like, he's like, I felt like I needed to be involved and be here because like, this was my fault. Like, this was in my classroom. I need to take responsibility. But, like, what pisses me off is he doesn't even say the whole thing that happened. Right. He's just like, oh, you guys didn't go on strike. You threw a hissy fit. You don't have a job. You're just kids. You sleep on sheets with dinosaurs. And, like, Corey Rock- corrects him yeah. and says, like, rockets. <laughs> yeah, it's rockets. Um, yeah. I mean, I get what he's saying. Like, the point of the book is that the people that were – um. You know, the Jodes were trying to, like, what were they trying to do? They were trying to, like, unionize to get money for their labor. And, like, exactly. he's saying that, like, oh, well, your kids, like, you can only take action if you're ready for the responsibilities. Yeah, but the in my mind, of your actions. Yeah. Not everything is going to be as big as, like, a bunch mm-hmm. of people being used as, like, servants and not getting paid fair wages. Like, there are still small injustices in the world. And I okay. feel like that's you a great teach, point. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, you should teach kids to stand up for what's right. Maybe that's, in this case, a situation where their teacher lies to them, tells them there's not going to be a test, and turns around and backstabs them with a test. To me, that is still an injustice and still worth – maybe it's not worth – like striking and walking out of class for, mm-hmm. but it's worth having the discussion about. And I feel right. like they co- overcorrected, right? You uh, can still yeah. say, don't walk out of class, mm-hmm. but like you were right. Like we shouldn't have done that to you. 
But instead, they're just like smack on the wrist, you know? Yeah. I think that the thing is, is that, you know, when you have to stand up for yourself in these situations where you have to unionize or you have to, you know, fight to the big guy, um, you have to realize that you could, you know, face the consequences. There might be you might get fired. Like, remember Mm -hmm. when Alan wanted to speak to his boss about people their melon head yeah the melon head um he knew that like if he spoke to his boss he might get fired like that's a consequence um but Mm -hmm. it's it's ultimately like knowing your worth and knowing um what you deserve and standing up for what's right um Mm -hmm. even if that means that there could be some sort of loss in result of it but right um yeah so i think that the the kids um I don't think there's anything wrong with your with standing up for small injustices. I think that's very well said. Um, I do think that they didn't fully grasp the material and the right. con the historical context on why it was important that the yeah. Joads unionized and were f- fighting for um, their rights or and the thing is is like to me. Deserve. It's like maybe they would have understood it if they had had a class discussion on it rather than yes. a test. Yeah, and oh, that's that what's true. That's a great point. Yeah, you know, like, and so then they go outside, and because Turner realizes that Feeney lives next door, and he's like, "Whoa, that's rough." And um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "You live uh, next to the principal," and Alan was like, "Not something we brag about." Yeah, and so they go outside, and basically, like, Feeney ends up quizzing them on the material without them really knowing that he's quizzing them and so he dismisses them and he admits that like they obviously read the material we'll call it a learning experience and I just think like you could have and I understand like you're saying you can't necessarily do that very easily with like 20 kids but like pair them off into into pairs and have them discuss the material back and forth and check in on them you know what I mean like there's a way to do it without making them take a test and that would have avoided this whole situation and I think a lot of times we see that it's like you know, Corey and Sean are obviously in the wrong or so-and-so is obviously in the wrong. When this side, it's like, I feel like both sides messed up and I feel like it was only the kids that got in trouble and that like annoyed me a bit. Mm, Yeah. Okay. I hear what you're saying. I hear you're saying Mr. Turner and Feeney were definitely in the wrong. I do want to say like, it's um, really underrated that we had a scene with Alan and Mr. Turner at the same time yeah. It's like, uh, hello, I'm cooked. I'm cooked. Yeah. I'm the done. The of zaddy I'm- in this room is too much. The thirst is real. <laughs> the thirst <laughs> was definitely real. Um, <laughs> I loved that. And I liked they They kind of had like the same vibe. Like they could be mm. friends. I can totally see yeah. them like hanging out, being friends. I totally could see that too. And I think like, I mean, we didn't talk too much about it, but like we talked, we talked about, I think last episode, like I really love the inclusion of Mr. Turner as like another person teaching them life lessons because yes. season one we talked was very Allen heavy, like very father son heavy. And I'm yes. really enjoying, I mean, even Amy, I mean, she didn't have like a huge, huge role in this episode, but like, I like the inclusion of more characters getting in there, you know, and I love having someone who can fight against Feeney that's not a, a kid. You know what yes. I mean? Like, I feel yes. like Mr. Turner and Mr. Feeney are really fun to watch, have scenes together. Right, right. It's, once again, it's new school versus old school. Like, new yes. teaching message, te- new teaching methods versus old teaching methods. 
Both yes. are valid in their own right. But, um, you know, I think that ultimately there can be I think that's the ultimate lesson between the two of them is that, you know, you can take a little bit old and new mm-hmm. and, you know, both are, you know, a good a combination is you know, f- made for fuller learning or whatever teachers No, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, you yeah. can do a, co- a combination of both things and ha- find a good teaching method in there. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, and then we have the the after credit scene. Mm-hmm. Eric's this is ready drama. <laughs> so much drama. Eric's ready to play basketball. Jason's beeper goes off and in comes Desiree. And apparently Desiree and Jason are together and she calls him my little raisinette. Um, <laughs> say yes, puddin'. Yeah, we got um, we got another say yes pudding. I, I believe love the, that. I believe the woman wants pudding. I believe the woman wants pudding. Um, yeah, I love this because that Jason's like I'm only in it for the breakup. Kiss, yeah, which I thought was I funny. do like how like Eric isn't mad. He's just like mm-hmm. very smug. Like he there's doesn't yeah. become like you stole my girlfriend. Like how dare you? Like neither of them took it very seriously. No, he's like yeah. you're fucking doomed. Good luck with that and have a good time. <laughs> Yeah, no, I loved it. I thought that was a great way to end the episode. This was a yeah. great episode. I mean, it was like, a good episode. For as much as I had a problem with some of the like moral choices and what the messaging was, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed the episode in general. Yeah, I did too. Um, do you want some feedback? Yes, absolutely. So our friend Matt Stewart wrote in. Um, hope you're doing well, Matt. Hey, Sarah and Jess, a few questions for me and Mr. Jode. Um First off, why didn't Mr. Turner just say the test wasn't worth any marks? Oh, you and they yes. did. And if they did, well, no more tests. It proves to Feeney that the they uh, that that doesn't really break the students' trust. Me and Matt, same page. Same wow, that's page. incredible. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It it's does. so easy. Wow. Yeah. Um, were Sean and Corey right to go on strike or were the adults right that they have no right to? So we discussed that a lot. I feel I as though both. it's a little bit of both. I think that um, I think that Corey and Sean got their point. I do think that a part of me feels like Corey's just in it to kind of make a scene and not he doesn't he cares kind of about the test, but he cares more about making a scene have the eyes on him mm-hmm. um getting i once again i think that he likes being the funny guy so yeah. um and sean's like in it for like a chill he's like a yes man he's yeah around along for the ride uh-huh um is jason De- is jason dating desiree grounds to end the friendship um so on Normal circumstances, I would say this is a big deal, um, dating your friend's ex. But Desiree's a psychopath as much as we love her. And I think that, like, we just said, like, Eric's probably, like, good luck and Godspeed. Yeah, I don't think, like, I mean, we know that, um... We know that he didn't clear it with Eric before he went out with Desiree based on it's a little, know, Eric's that's reaction. That's a little messed up. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think like, 
I mean, he probably should have at least cleared it with him. But, like, I really enjoyed that neither one of them were, like, upset. Like, in a dramatic show, it would have been, like, a whole storyline, right? Oh, yep. I'm sure we'll see that on Dawson's Creek. (laughs) I'm sure that's on the horizon. (laughs) I liked how they just blew past it. I mean, I think, like, yeah, of course it's bad on Jason. But I think think Eric would have done the same thing. So I think at least they're on a level playing field. Right, right, right. Um, which of you is more like Desiree in a relationship? Okay. Uh, uh, okay, I gotta say that I, I am. You are because I am. I always You're the Eric. I'm the Eric. I uh-huh. always treat my man like the uh, king Sultan. that he thinks that he is. <laughs> I call him yeah. Sultan. He graduated mm. to Sar, but oh yeah. My- Goodness. Um, no, I'm definitely more. I, okay, well. I'll say I'm the Desiree, but I'm not Desiree. But I am more like Desiree than you are in that, like, yeah. Like last night, I was laying in bed and like my stomach just wasn't feeling right. And I was like, oh, well, can you go grab me Tums? And he'll like, he'll like go get them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not, I'll ask him to do things and if he'll do them because if he asked me to do something, I would do it too. Cause yeah. we're, you know, married and we care about the each other. The only but, things yeah. that I ask Drew for is water and to get my phone and that's the only thing (laughs) and uh yeah pretty much and the only and that's usually because like I and I always wait until like he gets up and then I'm like you're like can you yeah I'm like can you get that or like usually usually we do the game of like will I'm already sitting on the couch will is coming towards the couch and I'm like oh wait before you sit down can you go grab like this one real quick real quick (laughs) oh I see actually I've never done that but yeah sometimes Mm -hmm. I use like oh that what we do like oh the dogs are on me like I can't possibly get up like we can't move the baby like oh I do the same thing if Winston's on either one of us that's grounds for not having to get up and get whatever the other one needs yeah 100 percent. that is grounds for not getting up yeah and then it's like I can't disturb him. He's so precious. <laughs> no, you can never disturb the babies. And then mm-hmm. um, Matt ends the email. Um, this is going to upset you, Matt. I'm sorry, because I think Jess already did a sneak peek. But Turner walking into the Matthews house with the jack in the helmet has got to be in the fashion hour. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not just because I hated the rest of his outfit. Like, honestly, I could do it as an honorable mention um, because I do have space because I yeah. just didn't find that many other outfits. So we can do it as an honorable mention. If you pick it, you pick it. Um, we'll throw that in just for Matt because we love Matt so much and he sends in such great fa- feedback. Yeah, that one's for you, Matt. So yes. now let's. Speaking of that fashion hour. Speaking of fashion hour. It is time. Um, fashion hour. Okay, Um, we are starting off with the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit. Starting off the episode very strong was a very 90s outfit from Amy. Um, She is wearing black leggings with like um, white socks that are bunched up around the ankle like she's about to work out. A super baggy oversized like off-white grayish crew neck sweatshirt like it looks like two sizes too big she yeah. has her hair pulled back in a super messy low pony and a scrunchie yeah, and of course she has scrunchie gotta have a scrunchie and she has like a bandana around her forehead for like ultimate workout material um what do you think of this outfit for me I mean she looks like a slob lob like she's like a hot <laughs> freaking mess like it looks like she hasn't like put a comb through her hair in like a week 
Like, this is like a I don't care about anything, Amy. Like, I've never seen Amy this undone in our one in one season and four episodes. Um, it is, I guess, I mean, the scrunchie is very 90s. The scrunchie, mm-hmm. the scrunched up socks is 90s. Like, she is giving me 90 vibes. But I am just shocked. Like, Amy, like, remember, like, you used to dress like a hot bitch. Like, what is happening, girl? <laughs> Like, this is not going to get you on Baywatch, the uh, next generation. No, but the thing is, is like, this is such relatable content. Like, yes, this is such relatable content. Like, this is me every day of quarantine. Me on a Sunday. Oversized sweatshirt. Exactly. Oversized sweatshirt and leggings or yoga pants. Like, girls got it going on. The only thing I can't connect with is the hair. Just because, like, even on a bad day, I don't know that my hair looks this bad. No. Um, well, but, I mean, my hair does look that bad sometimes, actually. She just needs a haircut. No offense, Amy. Like, it's just, it's not, the style's not there for you. No. Um, I'm not feeling her hair recently. No. no but um, moving on, uh, next option is Jason's basketball attire. Another sweatsuit outfit. That was very sweatsuit heavy outfit. Oh, yeah. Everybody had athletic wear, basically. Yes. Um, He is wearing, we have another crew neck sweatshirt. Um, I think the arms are just pushed up on it rather than being like cut off at the elbow. It's a it's like a it's kind of like a navy, but almost like a denim, like kind of like a washed out navy color. Mm -hmm. And then on the bottom is where it gets crazy because he has on gray sweatpants over top of these gray sweatpants. He has on like dark navy shorts. Mm-hmm. And I remember this being a thing in the 90s. And then, of course, Jace, you can't not talk about Jason's hair because he has like the typical 90s. Like it's not a mullet, but it's almost a mullet right. type of thing going Very on. Very poofy. Yeah. Very poofy. Um, Jason looks like the eggplant emoji. <laughs> Uh, it's a look Uh, my favorite part is Desiree's hot pink beeper that he's holding in one of the pictures yeah and that's not even technically part of his outfit um (laughs) I think like the I mean Eric was wearing like shorts and top of sweatpants later in the episode too I guess this was popular back then um I pretty much hate it but I think it was popular yeah, no, I definitely think this was like a thing that people did. And so that's why I chose I chose Jason just because I thought his hair more was representative of the 90s, Very 90s than Eric's yeah. was. Yeah. So that's why I chose him. And plus, like, Jason, it's about time Jason was in one of the fashion hours. So Yes, yeah. Um, and then the last outfit for the Rachel Green Award is Miss Desiree. Um, this was her I need a glass of water outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, she comes in in like, would you call this a velour skirt? I would. It is a velour and it is an ugly color. It is like pea green, but like almost lighter than I pea think green. it's supposed to be champagne or gold. But it's darker actually. than champagne. But yeah. I think it's like the fact is, is like with velour, like you press it one way and it's one color and you press it yeah. the other way and it's another color and you can yeah. see like where the light catches it. It's actually like a goldish color. So yeah, maybe but it's supposed to be like champagne gold. But it's, I think it's like that's a, what it is, but it has green undertones. Yes. Yes. And it has, it's very high waisted skirt. It's a mini skirt. Um, She also has on like a white, like tank top underneath mm-hmm. on top of that very much giving me clueless vibes very with, yeah clueless yes or i even thought like doesn't um our girl rachel green wear like the meshy see-through oh, yeah. top 
she definitely does so it's like a it's like a button down see-through top over top of this white tank top and it's all tucked into this velour skirt and then she has on a pretty opaque white tights Um, and then her signature curly hair which you know I love yeah um yeah this outfit is it's fire like it's really I love it's definitely goes along with the clueless vibes. Mm-hmm. I think that she looks great. Um, I like the velour skirt and I like that it's like so high waisted, but so short. Like there's so much thigh, but it looks like she doesn't look like promiscuous because yeah. there's so much fabric. You know what I mean? Um, yes. I, I mean, she. this is a look and she knows that she's a baddie. That's for sure. She comes in like rules the house. She does. She rules the fucking roost. This she's a bad bitch. We all know yeah. it. Yeah. Um. Who would you like to give the Rachel Green Award to? I give it to Desiree. Okay. I saw that Des- coming. But you know what? Desiree. She deserves it. Yeah. She does. Desiree. Um. Okay. Moving on to the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness for the most timeless outfit of the episode. We're starting off here with Corey. This is his unionizing outfit. Um, he has on a light denim jean, a red T-shirt, and like a red and blue plaid um, shirt over top. I've been mm-hmm. really liking Corey's outfits this season. They're much love, better than season love one. Love it. I love Corey's upgrade. Like, thank freaking goodness. Like He had he, a glow up. Yeah, definitely has a glow up. And I think that this is probably the age that I started watching Boy Meets World because this version of Corey, like this age, seems like very like – what a young Sarah was crushing on. So I think that this is just like his vibe. Like he's confident in this episode. Yeah. He's like ruling the world. Um, I like that. Um, I yeah love. I like this flannel or button down shirt. Mm-hmm. Red looks really good on him. Red but, is his color. I yeah. Think. Red's definitely his color. Um, so yeah, he has like this like nice watch that he's wearing. Um, I light wash jeans, but we can't get, we can't get away. We can't get away. It's impossible. It's, it's fine. You know, it is like we said, it's the nineties. We expect a light wash jean. So it's fine. Um, but yes, moving on. Um, next up I have, uh, this is Eric's outfit at the end of the episode when he finds out that Jason is dating Desiree. Another light wash denim, as we expected. Um, but I really liked his sweater. I thought it was kind of like almost like a Bill Cosby sweater. Yeah, it's a Bill Cosby sweater. No, sis. I'm not saying I would want to wear it. I'm it's not I... appropriate for 15 year old boy. No, but it's very 90s. And I think he's wearing a turtleneck. This is not it. the ni- this is timeless. You got the wrong category, ma'am. Oh, right. Ah, whatever. I still think it works. I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm not even uh, humoring You know this. what? You know what? Then we're going to substitute Mr. Turner's uh, leather jacket in I don't even that have one. that clip in here. That's fine. You know what it looked like. Oh, anyway. he looks great. He looked hot, but. Yeah. Well, um, then just picture him. You know what he looked like. He was wearing a brown leather me, jacket. Mm, I'm he channeling. Had a I'm channeling the hotness. Channeling <laughs> the hotness. Let me see it. He, oh, I see it. Oh, I like the helmet underneath the arm. That was yes. really sexy. Oh, the way he walked in with that swag. under his arm. Swag, so much swag, swag, swag for days. Yeah. He was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I did I bring my helmet in with me? Oh, well, let me just explain. I ride a motorcycle. Yeah, exactly. He's like, <laughs> oh, oh, you're asking about 
this thing it's this it's thing? my helmet yeah, yeah it's fine so just we'll substitute him in we all know what he looks okay. like because he's a zaddy yeah um because we see him in our dreams um okay. moving on the last and final outfit and we can agree to disagree if this is timeless or not but i just thought it seriously again clueless vibes which i know is 90s but literally i would wear this because it's so fucking iconic desiree mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. back she is in both like sections of the fashion hour awards because she's iconic she is this is her uh final scene outfit um where she's dating jason she is wearing an ensemble ladies and gentlemen mm-hmm. she is wearing a like top and bottom red red and like a greenish plaid and this outfit fucking kills it is like a sh- it's like shorts that are high-waisted with a cropped like a suit jacket with shoulder pads and a deep deep v she's like let me unbutton that top button or maybe a couple more and she pairs it with these fucking thigh high black socks this bitch and she's wearing a choker because she just needs to do it yeah this bitch oh my god it is this outfit is just everything Mm -hmm. um i love that it's like this two-piece i love these shorts that are once again high-waisted but short as hell showing off her legs she is ruling the school you know black widow vibes taking out like each and every junior slashing it with her uh, (laughs) with her amazing looks i mean i i'm telling you like this is everything she is a bad bitch and she wants you to know yeah, this bitch, again, she fucking rules everything. And I, I'm i sorry, yeah. but, like, we, can we bring back the thigh-high socks? Like, those are so good. Yeah, thigh-high socks are really good. I wish, I want to know what the shoe situation is. But <sighs> I, I know. Yeah, can we just talk? I think it's, like, we have to imagine it's, like, a booty yeah, of I some sort. Yeah, I see sort, that. Yeah, I see right? that. It's yeah. a black, too. I think it has to be black, yeah. Okay. Then, and I mean, the choker is a look. Like, this this woman is ready to paint the town red. Fuck yes. And here's the thing. In an episode without Topanga, we needed a fashion icon, and that was Desiree. Yeah, Desiree is our fashion icon. No doubt she is sweeping both categories this week. Oh, this bitch. This bitch did it. Yep, she did it. Of course she did. I mean. She's a fucking bad bitch. She's nobody else. they have that song, Bad Bitch. Yeah, it was about her. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, Desiree. You fucking did it. You bad bitch. So proud of you. (laughs) Fucking did it. Honorable mention to Jonathan Turner, who's forever zaddy. Yes. Um, Very zaddy. Love him mucho. Yes. That's for sure. Um, This is a great episode. It was a very good episode. It was good. It had great fashion. I love an episode with good fashion. Um, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Sh- okay. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, so super excited next to talk about season two, episode five. Um, yeah. If you hey. have feedback, send uh, that shit in. Yeah. Send the feedback in. Um, I would love anybody to send us feedback to at shit 90s pod um, on Twitter and Instagram or at shit 90s pod at gmail.com. Um, if you would like to write a five-star review on iTunes, that would be amazing. Um, I did want to read something from, uh, Cody L. Patterson. Um, he wrote us this really, really amazingly sweet review that honestly, like, 
touched me because well, it's International Women's Day, and so that made it even like better that yes, like he exactly. shouted us out. Like freaking, yes. you know what, Desiree, you're a badass bitch on International oh, Women's you're, Day. Yes, so. happy it's International bad. Women's Day to you, Desiree. Yes. So, um, Cody writes on this. In, hashtag International Women's Day and hashtag Pod Rev Day. I want to say that these two ladies are tackling the big issues of 90s TV sitcoms, dramas, and movies. 90s TV shows toss many things and they look at how one specific show, Boy Meets World, teaches us how people born in the 90s view issues of the 90s impact us today. You can be a stan of Corey, Topanga, Sean, or you can be thirsty for Mr. Matthews <laughs> or Mr. Turner. This podcast is for you. Um, I love so that. Nice. I was obsessed with it. Um, this comment. Thank you so much. Um, if you guys want to send us in a five star review for my B day, um, that would be incredible. Uh, it helps us a lot with I don't know algorithm I think That's it just brings our podcasts more like that, close to the top when people yeah. search things like 90s TV or Bo Meets yeah. World or Dawson's Creek so yeah we really would appreciate it you know um we, we don't do this like for everybody we do it because we have fun we do it because we enjoy talking about 90s stuff with each other but like it's always great to, to hear feedback that you know you're doing well or we like what we're hearing type of thing so yeah absolutely um, if you have anything to say feel free definitely um and we have like so much coming up, like yes. an insane amount coming up. We just yes. recorded our Mary Kate and Ashley bracket, which will be out by the time this podcast is released. So that was with TikTok Nicole. Such a fun time. Two two ish hours of content talking Mary Kate and Ashley. Definitely give that a listen. Um, we spent so much time preparing for it. That's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> so please listen. So yeah. our time wasn't wasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very excited to release that. And that's mm-hmm. just the first um, podcast on the horizon of Mary Kay and Ashley March. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, stay tuned for what's on the horizon next. Um, what else? What else? What else, Jess? What are so, you up to? I have community building coming up on Saturday. Um, super exciting. We're talking season one, episode five, football feminism and you um, having on. I'm really excited, actually, because we're having on Matt and Jen. They're both really well known in like the community podcast verse. Um, super excited because Jen is a big Annie fan like myself. So mm, like, I'll have backup now. The club, the club is uh, the Stanny clan. Yes, yeah, the they're Stannies. coming together. So she'll be on. I'm so, so, so excited for that. Um, and also, actually, I'm going to be on uh, Twish on Rob Has a Podcast. Um, it's going to be bad, guys. Good like, luck. <laughs> I'm not good with trivia. Will is definitely the one who's better versed in Survivor trivia. He's working. He's not going to be home. I'm going to be on my own here. I'm doing it for the funsies. I'm not good at trivia. I'm not good at names and dates. So watch me. It'll be fun to watch me bomb. It's going to be great. So yeah, I'm excited, what about to, you, I'm excited to watch that. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not quite sure when it's coming out, but I did have, I don't know if you guys know, I think I like talk about it often enough that I'm a fan of all things monarchy and royal family. So watching the Oprah special with um, Meghan Harry was like basically my Super Bowl. And um, <laughs> I had arranged a little podcast with Sasha Joseph 
um, who is a member of the RHAP 2020 um, league. What is it? Class RHAP of 2020. Class of 2020. The league. Um, so, you know, stay tuned. Just, you know, follow our social media. We'll update you when that comes out. Um, and it is not going to be, I don't think, um, what am I saying? I don't know. It's it's going to be on a, a podcast catcher near you. So just stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely be plugging in on our social media when it yeah. comes out. So I don't mean to be out. I don't mean to be awk. I just like don't know all the details. Yet. <laughs> no, of course. It's coming out. You're deaf. Everybody's yeah. going to listen and it'll probably yeah. be out. It'll be out on some form in some form on the RHAP network. So keep your eyes peeled. We'll definitely tweet, retweet all of that nonsense so you guys can see it. Yeah. Super Great at plugging exciting. my own shit. Good job. Man. Super awesome. I can't wait to listen. Um, It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Especially because mm-hmm. I just watched The Crown. So now I feel like I'm like caught yeah. up. Like I'm ready. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been better timing. I know. I made like a list randomly of like my top 10 interests and like my number one, like in no order, but like my main interest was like the Royals. Royals. Yeah. <laughs> so um, definitely my vibe for what sure. What do you think my number one interest is? Golden Retrievers. Yeah, I was going to say Winston, but that's ding, ding, ding. She yeah. nailed it, folks. She nailed it. <laughs> yep. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Um, anyway, so we hope you guys uh, get a chance to check all that stuff out. And obviously, we have a lot more coming up as well. So keep listening. We'll be plugging more stuff later on. Um, thank you all for joining us today. Um, and we'll be talking to you next time. Boy Meets World, Dawson's Creek, more Mary-Kate and Ashley. So uh, have a good day. Bye, everybody. Bye. Midnight shows taught me